This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. I thought he legitimately had a date. Yeah, I did too. I was actually really excited. And I thought it was with the hairdresser, so I was even more excited. I don't know I why like, you I can actually thought he had a date. Ty's girlfriend can give me haircuts from now on. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know why you ever thought he'd actually have a date. I know that's why I was so surprised, and that's why I was like, "Yes, Ty, go." If it was literally a, a hair appointment, I would have just told him, "Fuck off! You don't need a haircut." My buddy does my hair. He actually doesn't. I don't think he actually needs a haircut. Yeah. Yeah, his hair didn't look long there. No, it didn't. Unless he actually has a date, I don't. But I don't think so. I'm gonna delete most of it except the t- part about we think Ty's on a date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we should delete we got everything. Leave on the, re- we we got that on the record. Just thinking that's that a good. Ty was on a date. That's a good pre-intro. <laughs> yeah. <That's> funny. <laughs> Is Ty on a date? We don't know. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into episode number twenty-seven of Talking Hockey. Ty, the normal intro person is not here, so we actually have a good introduction today. Uh, it's myself, Luke, and we got Eric and Martin. So we got the three best every day, every week. The three best changes based on who's here. Um, but I'm back. Ty's gone. We're all on these weird vacations. Ty's on a date with the hairdresser. We we don't know if that means he's on a date with the hairdresser or he's at the hairdresser getting a haircut. So we'll figure that out in the next hour. Probably um, both. Probably both. I oh, mean, knowing no. Ty, it's it's he thinks it's a date, but really it's a haircut. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about GMs because the best or the the GMs of the year came out or got nominated today. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's one that Eric wanted to cover for a while. So what are your thoughts on the three finalists, which are Breeze Bois, Lamorello, and Nil? So three of the the, so the four finalists. My first question finalists. is, and maybe it would have been better if Ty were here because he always knows random facts like this. When did voting end for this award? Did it end after the regular season? I, I think it ended I, after yeah. a certain round. Because if it, I, I think I read somewhere it ended after the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Is, is that correct? Because I'm then like this this list is just stupid. Because it was basically just everyone just saw <laughs> what team has made it to the conference finals and we're like, okay, we're going to pick three of these guys and then one other team, it sucks to suck. Um, I guess that was Vegas's GM that got kind of got left out, but Jim Nill and Julian Brisbois and Lou Lamorello, they're all in on this list. So there was no analysis. It doesn't look like there's any analysis done on these picks. It was a yeah, right here. Yep, right here. Voting was conducted among general managers, a panel of league executives, and print and broadcast media following the second round of Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. So literally, right so literally, finals. So literally, if there was four people, I'm sure the fourth person would have been McPhee. Yeah, <laughs> because that's what seems like the trend is. So it from that it doesn't seem like there was much like analysis that went into picking these award just, winners just to correct luke it's kelly mccrimmon is uh vegas yeah 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 that's what right. yeah what McPhee happened to george McPhee? Like president or something oh is he yeah, yeah he's not gm anymore oh okay thank you for the correction problem 
we gotta stay accurate. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. We we have integrity and and a level of professionalism to uphold on this podcast. Okay, we, we have never journalistic integrity, guys. Yeah, okay. journalistic okay. integrity. You've never said a bad word about um, uh, who's the owner of Eugene Melnick. Yeah, <laughs> we never said a bad word about some people. <laughs> no, we have integrity. Is always hundred percent accurate, and you can bet on it always being hundred percent accurate when it's said on this podcast. Except if ties on a date or not, because that's still up in the air. Yeah, this is the one unknown. <laughs> the current one unknown. So I think this list of finalists is BS. He should turn like, it into I've, a date. He should, but we should talk about the, the, the GMs first. Stop talking about ties love life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want our we don't want our our listeners to. Actually, listeners, he is available. So, <laughs> all the men listening to this podcast, and I think I know hey, we have like a seven percent women audience. Oh, do we? Okay, so there's, a couple, so. there's a couple women that, that, in there that, that I like that. That uh, person that commented. Oh yeah, Katie. I think her name is Katie. Katie She's clearly after Martin. Katie's a fan. Katie's a fan. <laughs> we appreciate that. She likes Martin. She's like the only one. But she likes Martin, yeah. so that's nice. Martin has one fan. <laughs> it made him really happy too. You should have literally, so literally gave the definition it. to only fan. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about these finalists. Okay, back to hockey. So I don't. I honestly don't know like how they ranked these because, like, it, so the GM of the year award is such a weird award because. The things that GMs do don't have like a lot of the things that the GMs do don't have the biggest impact the first year that they do them. Yeah, it's such a short term. It's such a short award. It's exactly you're exactly correct there. Like it's so weird because like Brisbois, for example, like he made some sweet moves this year. Don't get me wrong. He got Coleman. He got Goudreau, who's uh, both of them been a part of like one of probably the one of the best lines in the playoffs so far. Um, But at the same time, ninety percent of that roster was built by. Stevie, right? So yeah, like, so how do you judge that? And that's kind of the hard, the hard thing that to do. And then the same, exactly. And then it's the same thing with, uh, well, he's the only one that had his whole most of his team built by the previous GM. And then there's Lou Lemerel who kind of reshaped the entire Islanders team under his kind of version of it for this. But again, like, what did he do this year? This year that made that makes him a GM of the year candidate. You know what I mean? At, uh, at the same time, how do we look at this award? That's yeah. what I'm confused about. At the same time, I do like, even though it's voted on this late, I do think that makes sense. Cause as a GM, cause if your goal is to try and win, then you being in the playoffs should have some bearing on that. I, I just don't know if you can contribute Dallas to to being a GM move when literally everything about the the offense of their team is night and day compared to what it was in the regular season. That's that's not a GM yeah, thing. Just a shooting vendor <laughs> is not a GM move. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you're right. So I, I I just don't know what Lou Lamorello like. Um, so, some GMs bring in like playoff players, you know. So yeah, like, uh, Corey Perry yeah. and Pavelski were both brought in as like play playoff players. That's true. That's a good point. Nil definitely did his job. I think in the offseason getting some of that that older, uh, you know, whatever they say, experience like it matters. Um, <laughs> but then, but Jim I mean, Nil also gave out like the Sagan and Ben deals, which are I guess those weren't this year. But like the like especially the Jamie Ben deal, like that's not looking so good right now. Yeah, but they're right. not taking that into I know. Yeah. But it's just like but then how how are they supposed to rank is it just like we're just judging it on what performance they there have? should be like two GM awards, like longevity, like every certain amount of years, and one every year. Like which GM every did the best over that three year period kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Odds are they're not even with the same team that they got over that yeah. period. <laughs> How many GMs will be? Because what, what's the – actually, what's the average? Like five years or something like that? Yeah. GM gets like five I think, years. But I think uh, mm-hmm. Poyle and um, – Poyle uh, and – I think. Are the what was the name of the guy who was on Edmonds Holland. Holland, Right? Yeah. 
I think those two guys were both in their jobs for 20 plus years. So they, they kind of skewed that number a bit. Yeah. And then yeah, I think Shovel Dayoff's been in charge for like 15 years. What do you Shovel Dayoff's only been in charge since they moved to Winnipeg, no? Um, That's a good question. See, this is why well, I need well, a well, friendly well, open. I need to fact check myself. So Kevin Shovel Dayoff, he's been in charge. Oh, so it's only Poy, Poy is the longest serving GM by a lot. Yeah. Right now. Like yeah. 12 years. <laughs> 12 years? Yeah. By, he's oh. by 12 years. Oh, by 12 years. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, by 11. By 11. Yeah. Shovel Dayoff's been a GM for 10 years of Winnipeg now, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, but who would have your finalist been? In Anaheim. See, but uh, oh, yeah. like, I don't even know who what to make my finalist because I don't know what the hell this award is for. Like, how are we awarding this award? Okay, shut up. It's Carolina. Uh, my mine would be Carolina, Colorado, and probably Dallas. If if we're going off of who made the best moves this year, like who made the best moves to put their team in the best position to win over the long term or win over the short term, whatever their situation is, it's probably Colorado. You're right there. Maybe, maybe you could even put Brisbane in there because he got Coleman and Goodrow, who are two big mm-hmm. assets there. Um, playoff players. Yeah, big playoff players for them. So he made like really good moves, and he didn't give up too much for them as well, which was kind of big. And then. I don't know. Like, what did Lou? I don't know what Lou did this year. Like, I'm looking at his moves right now. Like, <clears throat> he didn't make any real big trades. He got Pajot. That was basically the big trade. <clears throat> but does that make him GM of the year when he gave up a first round pick, a second round th- pick, and a third round pick for him? Like, I, I don't I know. I think they judge it on win now type thing. Not how they fucked. Well, they clearly met. They (laughs) clearly voted on win now because it's three out of the four conference finalists. For some reason, uh, Vegas got screwed out of the award, even though I think he was responsible for Mark Stone. But I guess that doesn't count this year. And Leonard, there you go. Leonard's Leonard was and and they fired their coach. And they, and they fired, fired their coach. coach. So that's another thing the GM did. Which was a crazy, like everyone thought that was a crazy move. Totally undeserved. I mean, it's paying I, I off think now. It, I think McCrimmon's problem is probably that they figure the other guy, what's his guy name again? Talking McPhee. to your mic, Martin. McPhee. McPhee. Still, still has a huge impact probably on hockey operations. But then Brisbois still, I mean, Brisbois, like I guess Steve Stevie doesn't. No, I mean like physically this year. I know, but like Stevie's impact on that roster is still clearly there. Every single core piece was him, right? (laughs) That's his team. It is his team. It's literally still his team. The only reason he left was because he wanted to go to Detroit and make another team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly, and then like okay, so Lou Lou made the Pajot move, which I don't even think was that. You know, a first, a second, and a third round pick for Pajot isn't, and plus giving him that huge deal isn't exactly a, an amazing move. He no. did he did well overall over the last couple of years to make the Islanders competitive. Right now, he brought Even in Barlamov this year. Yeah, and yeah, but that's gave true. up Leonard. So like, yeah, so that's a neutral move, net neutral move, yeah. <laughs> or a negative move because Leonard's better. Um, <laughs> Leonard's better and got less money and less term. <laughs> okay, but who do you think? Okay, we'll put it another way. Who do you think was actually better than these three? Like to okay. me, it's a it's, it's it's a really short list. It's Carolina and Sackick. So what did what do you think Carolina did this year that deserves to um, be there? They had that trade where they kind of flipped off flipped off Florida. Um, they like they they did the Brady Shea trade, the Brady Shea. Um, and the Vatanen trade, which I guess they had to because they had so many injuries. Like, Waddell made a ton of moves. And then he got Tro. You know what? He actually did it a fair bit. He added Troshek, Shea, yeah. Vatanen, Edmondson. The, that's a, that's And Reimer, if we're counting. If Pittsburgh went further, it would be Rutherford. He'd be up there. His team kind of let him down. That's true. 
Do you think would Rutherford be there though? Like what? Soccer is pretty. Actually, big. you know what, Luke, you kind of convinced me on Carolina here, because if 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 we're gonna go off of what a GM did from the second he, uh, so once the award for the last season was over, so you have to basically count the summer all the way up until now for the GM award. Yep. Waddell added Patrick Marlowe for and got the first round pick. Okay, so that's one really good move right there. Then he added um, Eric Halla for Nicholas Waugh and a fifth-round pick. So Eric Halla was a really good player for them, and he gave he got him for basically nothing. Then James Reimer, he got James Reimer, and he got to get rid of Scott Darling, who was making more money. <laughs> so that's another huge move. Then he got Joel Edmondson and... Dominic Bach, who is a solid uh, forward prospect for Justin Falk and didn't end up having to sign Falk to a gigantic deal like St. Louis did, which kind of screwed St. Louis and caused them not to get Petrangelo. Then he got Vincent Trocek for Eric Halla and Lucas Walmark. So he got a second-line center for two third-liners, basically. And then he got Sammy Vanden and Brady Shea, which I didn't like the Brady Shea deal too much, but regardless, like he overhauled that roster to a certain point. And made them mm-hmm. better. So I think I agree with Luke. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Blue Wire. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Blue Wire. Don't forget, that's code Blue Wire for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to get the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, all capitals, at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And now, we'll get back into the show. Martin, where's that music coming from, buddy? That's a train. Oh my god! Do you not? Did you not close your window? No, he didn't. Oh my god! It's still so loud. God damn trains! I can still hear. You have like one job: close your window. Did your other window open too? I don't think that changed the the level of of train sound. I'm leaving this in because it's time we have to embarrass you. We have to shame you into closing your damn window. I have to get something for the mic. Make it better. You need to get a new mic. You need to get the mic I recommended. No. No. Okay. Oh, what about right. Don Sweeney? Does Don Sweeney like? I. I what did Boston like, do? But that's what I'm saying. If Boston was in the conference final instead of Tampa, do you think Don Sweeney's probably there then? What did he do? Uh, he did. He did have some good moves. He got Andre K- Casa for. Uh, David Backus, remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah, for that's David Backus in a first round pick. So that's a pretty good deal. Yep. But that, and oh, and then he traded away Heinen for Nick Ritchie, which uh, I don't really like that move too much. That's, okay. that's a net negative move. Yeah, it's a net negative move. But Heinen was making more money, I think. I think that was part of it. I think it was Cap. So he got Casa, and but then he. Oh wait, no, we got where to back. He also got Nick Ritchie. 
Also, all their trades in the, like the last year with Anaheim, I don't think that counts. Although Nick Ritchie kind of screwed them because he took a couple dumb penalties against Tampa that exactly. in one of those games. So maybe he lo- does he lose GM of the year award because <laughs> because Nick Ritchie. I, mean, I don't think you lose it because the actions of one person. But I mean, you probably I, do though because you could lose a game based off of one person and then not make the conference final, which me- which means you don't get literally nominated. look looking at the cap friendly. All they did was add. Kasha, uh, Kasha and, and Richie. Richie, they just and they both of them were from Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even. Like, I don't. Did he make any signings? Yeah, he made. Uh, no, he didn't really make any impactful. He didn't make any impactful signings at all. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think like if you look at the list of who was actually did better than Breezebois and Nil, the list is also very short. Well, we can definitely say that Sackett deserves, like, deserves to be there, I think. Oh, 100%. Yes. Sackett? The, the 100%. trades he made, like, he got... They got fucked up by goalies. That's it. Yeah. Well, first off, he made the Burakovsky trade for a second and third round pick, and Burakovsky was awesome this year. Then he, like, you know, he beat the Leafs in that Kadri trade, for sure. He got a sec- He got his second line center that his team needed. Uh, he got <laughs> he got Kadri for Tyson Berry, who he didn't really need anymore because he had Makar, and he got rid of Kerfoot, who's a third line center basically. So he got rid of a third line center and a defenseman he didn't need anymore for his second line center that he de- desperately needed. And then he, did he well got in the playoffs. Mikov. He got Michael Hutchinson, who then ended up winning two games. <laughs> and yeah, as their third string goalie, <laughs> and then losing a bunch of games. Yeah, but as a third string goalie, like you don't expect that to happen. And then for yeah. the and then the signings part, like I'm sure. And oh yeah, he signed Pavel Francois to a two year deal. He got Mika Rantanen on the six year nine point two million dollar deal after Martin got eleven million times seven year or times six years, I think, right. Yep. And then he that's, got that's crazy negotiations. He got uh, Nishushkin on a Leagueman deal, and he vastly outperformed it. He got Sam Gerrard on a five-year or on a seven-year deal at five million dollars. So he made some he made some moves, and then he drafted Bowen Byram over the summer, which is also kind of nice. <laughs> I think he has Alex to be there. Hook. I think he yeah I think he has to be there for sure, and I think he would be there if. Colorado didn't get like seven injuries in the the mm-hmm. playoff round against mm-hmm. Dallas. If Landis Cog was there, if uh, whoever the hell, if uh, Gubar was there, whoever else was missing from that roster, there's like a whole list. If they were there, he is definite. He like he <laughs> deserves to be there. That Dallas series just shows the randomness of the NHL. Like, well, you know what really showed the randomness of the NHL? Vancouver almost pulling the upset against Vegas. Because mm-hmm. Demko went on a heater and decided to save mm-hmm. like two hundred shots in a row, or whatever, like hundred and hundred something shots. Yeah, yeah Vegas just couldn't score. Exactly, like, but like that showed the randomness of playoff hockey right there. Vegas literally dominating them the entire series, but somehow almost lost because um, a twenty, I want to say twenty-two year old goalie stepped in. Yep. who hadn't even had a great regular season and just you know what maybe eric maybe your maybe your advanced stats are just wrong so, all right maybe vancouver deserved to win <laughs> those last two games it that just happened in the playoffs so the Martin, vegas, holy vegas crap there's a what? dog barking now <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> God, oh my man. gosh oh man um but no, Vegas destroying Dallas, just like dismantling them. And then Tampa Bay absolutely yeah. dismantling New York Islanders. Shows like the better teams did what they were supposed to. Eventually. Exactly. Eventually. Exactly what they were supposed to do. Not right away, but eventually. Yeah, but... Well, like it, it seemed like the Islanders like regression just hit them all in one game. <laughs> yeah. Can you see the Islanders dismantling Tampa like that? No, never no. will happen. I don't. They're, they don't have. If they're gonna win. If they're gonna win this series, they're gonna win like one goal games. Yeah, they're gonna win two one, 
three one kind of bullshit or yeah two oh whatever it is yeah like it was it, like if Islanders are going to win the series, they're going to win in those one goal games, those two goal games, exactly. and, so and that did not happen last or not last night, night before. I was actually. I can see the Islanders winning, even next game. They could win next game for sure. Like, just random, which is tonight. Which is tonight, by the way. Like all the Probably Islanders, the yeah, all the Islanders players came out. They're like, we just have to forget. About, like they said, all the typical hockey player stuff. We have to forget about it and typical sports stuff. Games and, yeah, yeah, sports stuff. All yeah. the Raptors players said, "We gotta just forget about it." They just yeah. They Yo, just if they lose it. tonight, bro, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah, <laughs> there was like that tweets. Game it was like five was so bad, especially <laughs> considering it's the Heat next series. Oof. Yeah. They're on a. There was like there was tweets after that game saying like the Raptors are supposed to be my safe place, and then they just got absolutely. I was listening on the radio on the way home. The guys, the the announcers were absolutely shitting on the Raptors. It was so funny. Yeah, it was great. I mean, they were not good. They were. They were awful. (laughs) Back to hashtag back to hockey. hockey. Uh, so hey, remember our new slogan is just a group of guys that talk, and sometimes it's about hockey. <laughs> that's that's probably a better description of what this podcast is, really. Honestly, okay. Yeah. So we have two people that hashtag talking politics. <laughs> we probably <laughs> we have two people. We have two GMs, Carolina Waddell and uh, Colorado Sackick, who probably deserve to be there. But do we have one more guy, or do we think one of the three conference finalists deserve to be there? I think Jim Mill. I think Jim Mill deserves to be there, especially with the whole Jim Montgomery thing was earlier this year, wasn't it? Like 2019? Yeah, that was this it year. It was. It was. Yeah, so. He had to fire a coach, too. He didn't He didn't have to fire it. Well, what, what the hell happened there? It wasn't a, it was Montgomery like a had firing. an alcohol problem, yeah. I believe. And yeah. But Jim, did, but did the coach step down or did Nil fire him? I think the coach. Ooh. Or they fired they fired him before the whole shitstorm because they saw what happened with Peters and Babcock. It seemed like more of a PR move. Yeah, yeah, they did fire him. I think I think it's better for the coach fired. if you get fired because you still get paid. Yeah. So the I think they did him a favor there. Oh, true. Because if he steps down, I don't yeah. think he you he won't get paid contracts void void or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're canceling the contract, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think Nil d- deserves some credit there. But Nil, the only, I guess he made some pretty, he made a pretty big move with Pavelski. Yes. Give him that, but the, I don't think that Corey was Perry's a terrible been, contract. Seven million times three years. It wasn't terrible, but it was. Oh, great. was it three? I thought yeah. it was two. No, it's that third year. It's oh. always the third year. Oh, with Marlowe, yeah. it was the third year. With Pavelski, yeah, it's that third, third year, year that gets them. Third Nobody wants to give that third year. So that third oh. year is probably not going to be so great. But the first two are going to be good. Especially considering you'll still have a Ben and a Sagan. You'll have oh. Ben making $9.5 million. Oof. Oof. <laughs> you'll have, at the, end of, at the end of the three years of Pavelski, how, you how still have Ben it? for another three years after that. Making $9.5 million. How much longer does Bishop have? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Oh, he has he has, he has like wow. three years left after this year, so they have their starting goalie at least. Hmm. But Dallas is gonna have some cap issues, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Although they have eighteen million dollars going into next year, I didn't realize that. That's pretty good. That's actually a significant amount of cap. You know what? Dallas could be making some moves this summer. They could take on some salary and uh, get some assets potentially. I feel. Maybe I like could, Dallas. Like, they could steal yeah. someone from like Tampa. They could get like a Tyler Johnson or something like that for decently cheap. Get like a, I don't know. They I feel like they have young guys. Eighteen million dollars oh. in cap. They can make some moves, and they have most of their roster filled out. Like they need to give Garyanov and Hints new contracts, but they're not going to make more than like four million dollars each. No chance. So. It'll probably get like short term bridge deals, like two or three year deals. So they'll just, just have, as like, an FYI. Like... Last year's podcast, one of our first ones, but we didn't like put out the full podcast. Oh, we put clips. I on. had I had Dallas going to the Stanley Cup finals. 
before the start of last year. Just FYI. Because we don't have that officially <laughs> you, on I, record, yeah, I don't have it's that on record. not true. I, I don't think it's true either. I think it was posted. Oh, actually, you yeah, know what? Martin's page. right. It was posted on the Instagram. Yeah. 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 Both my I'll finalists find aren't it. there. I'll go find it. Both my finalists aren't there because Colorado's out and uh, Leafs are out. I, I think I had Leafs were, I weren't had, a real pick though. Leafs were just a. I honestly think I had Dallas Tampa Bay. We'll go, we're gonna go fact check this after. Don't I worry. don't remember what I. Don't worry, on. audience. We will be fact checking this, and I will come back next week and roast Martin for being. And if I'm right. Oof. To and be if, fair, and though, if Martin's to, right, I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> to be fair, though, in the most recent edition of the playoff picking, I did you not, had them I losing. Yeah. yeah, you had them losing to Colorado, I believe. So you had oh, more right. information and picked wrong. Who didn't? Yeah, your most updated information right. is incorrect, so you can't really hang your hat on the 2019 <laughs> pick. Yep, I agree with Are you. Sure? It's basically irrelevant. Yeah, it's basically oh, irrelevant. Okay. Dude, we had a four-month break in the season because of a pandemic <laughs> in between, okay? Yeah, everything that was predicted before the pandemic doesn't count. It's null and void. Correct. Remember, yeah. Our first episode was mid-season awards. Look what happened Jealous. after that. <laughs> yeah, literally. All right, Actually, we should, do, we, should be, we should do another episode next week or the week after on the other awards, not just GMs. Okay, so what? how, how long are we into this? I don't even know. We're like 32 minutes. Okay, so but we have really, time to do like We had five minutes at the beginning where we talked okay. about Ty and his dating. Yeah, that's true. We Fair probably shouldn't cut that out, though. I feel like that's important to the Oh, that's definitely not getting cut out. That's important information. <laughs> um, so, okay, so our three finalists are confirming. Are we confirming our, our, yeah, our final three? I think Dallas, are, Dallas confirm... Carolina, Colorado? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then who are, you, who are you picking to win out of those three? Sackick. Go yeah, I'd go Sackick too. Okay, so it looks like we completely disagree with every other person <laughs> out there because Sackick wasn't even in the final three, and we have him all as the winner. Um, I think I think I think we have more weight than the GMs, NHL executive board, I and, think and we media. Do, to be and honest, all the media, we should be and included the in the media. We're, hey guys, we're 27 episodes of Talking Hockey Deep. That gives us more qualification than I think most people. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like Pierre Maguire has a vote in that shit. So like, how Pierre how Maguire. how relevant is having a vote in that if Pierre Maguire no. can vote? How, Bro, how, people want him to be a GM how, of a team, and I don't yeah. even want him to be on the TV. He like how close interviewed twice for Arizona. Oh my god! He interviewed, he interviewed for Pittsburgh before before Rutherford. No, he didn't. He did. Remember, he almost got the I job. He was a GM of somewhere. Yeah, so was Craig Bishop. Button, you <laughs> don't know who that is. Craig Button, Button. sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <Craig laughs> so was. Uh, <laughs> that's what I meant. I was I was thinking of. Uh, well, Button was not Foley. a good GM too. I'm pretty. Yeah, sure. who else was a uh, Burke? Burke was okay, but Burke, he was all. Burke had some good. Kevin Weeks interviewing for Florida. Yeah, Kevin Weeks. That's he weird. was before, which I don't get because he he doesn't even like. I he doesn't don't, I don't seem knowledgeable. Yeah, he doesn't. He just seems like an average like NHL commentator. Yeah. It's a guy you can stick on TV and talk about. Oh like, well, Pierre Maguire is below below yeah. average. Oh, so. Kevin Weeks. Kevin Weeks is tears above. <laughs> Actually, Kevin Weeks he posted on our Instagram. He commented really? on one of our posts. Yeah, he did. Who did? Kevin Weeks. Wow. Did he? Yeah, he did. He commented on one of our posts. Um, yes. Okay. So, so we're gonna so get back in someday. What? Back in 2014, Pierre Maguire probably was interviewed yeah. for Penn's management after Ray Shiro was fired. Oh wow. my God. Who was? Who was, was? Has Rutherford been GM of Pittsburgh for six years? He no. Is, he's been no, GM right? for who a was, while. Yes. Who was after Shiro? Really? Yeah. Yep. Twenty fourteen to present. Yeah. So Ray, uh, Pierre McGuire was. Imagine they would have been. They would have had no cups. So they would probably would have had two first overall draft picks if Pierre McGuire was their GM. <laughs> Crosby probably would have gone fired. He he would have requested a trade like McDavid. Yeah. <laughs> is going to that's my that's my twenty twenty one prediction. McDavid and Eichel both request trades. That would be maximum chaos, and I would love it. <laughs> Dude, that would be so entertaining. Be a good addition to like 2020, just continued on to 2021. 
Chaos. Yeah, just ultimate chaos for now until yeah. ever. <laughs> the world it's never goes chaos. back to normal. We'll never have unprecedented times again, and it'll continue to be <laughs> unprecedented. Who who were the worst worst three GMs of the year? Yeah, see, that's what I wanted to talk about because that's I'm going, okay. Topic. I'm I'm hands down going with Jacob Chikrin or whatever his name is from. You from mean Jacob? Ch- you know. <laughs> He's a player, dude. <laughs> oh shit! What's the, John Chaka? John Chaka, yeah, dude. I'm going with him for sure for yeah. all. Yeah, he fucked one. up. You know yeah. he's the worst GM of the year because just because he lost Arizona their first rounder and second rounder for next year for and then doing nothing left under really sketchy circumstances. Yeah, like, dude, that really guy just a fat up. fat L this year. That yeah, that whole situation was just a fat L to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> so he's 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 by far like no no doubt in my mind he's a bottom three. Yeah, because the thing is that with- move also fucked him. In his future endeavors, because yeah, other teams like, look him at that, and, yeah. or like there was there was talk that he was possibly going to a different sport, like soccer in England or something. Oh, really? But like, what team would want him after you've fucked up your team? Yeah, he, he, he's gonna. He'll probably get NHL gives second chances all the time. Sometimes uh, seven chances. Yeah, Shirelli's yeah, trying to get hired again. NHL gives literally everyone like eight chances. If you get if you burn out your eight chances, then maybe they won't hire you again. But unless Shirelli's you're young and smart, then you only get one chance. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Brad True Living needs to be down there. Who? Brad True Living. Oh, Calgary. True Living, Calgary. Yeah, you know what? I I can kind of agree with that. I don't know if he did he didn't, or optimizing. He didn't optimize the, the players. Roster. He does. No, because so I follow um one of the Calgary fan pages and they break down Calgary a lot. And in the I dome. In the dome, yeah. Yo, in shout out in the dome. Shout out to in the dome. Were you on his podcast? What? Were you? No, I wasn't on his podcast. No, I wasn't on his podcast. It was on someone okay. else's. Um, but he always breaks down Calgary and basically what his breakdown was, and I kind of agreed with this, was that he just didn't build the roster and set up the roster for the way it was meant to be played. So Calgary has a ton of... So the year before when Calgary did so well and when they kind of, like, they did... They were one of the best teams in the regular season, I want to say. One of the best teams in the Western Conference last year. Um, They played a heavy transition game. They were carrying in the puck a lot. And then for some reason this year under Jeff Ward, they just completely changed everything. They just went to a dump and dump and style chase, dump and uh, yeah, dump, dump and chase. <laughs> chase. <laughs> English. Is so it's kind of like what Florida did a couple years ago. Yeah. Just so it just fully changed just everything. Changing their philosophy and it just screwed up the entire team. Like, like, do you think Godro is going to be a dump and chase type of player? Like, what are, what are you doing? He's your star player, and you're not having him carry the puck in at every single possible opportunity. Like that's. A not a smart way to maximize his potential, and it like just a bunch of players like Andrew Mangiapane. He was good, and he you make you made him have to kind of dump a chase. Lindholm, Sean Monahan was never really great at it, but he was good working with Gojo when he's carrying it, carrying it in. Like just and then their defense as well. Like their defense was one of the best puck moving decors in the league. And then they started instead of like passing it out, they started dumping it out, and that just gives possession back to the other team. So basically, they were just a complete mess, and I blame it from general manager down to the head coach. So all I would agree, he's he didn't uh, do too well this year. And then on top of that, his deadline acquisition didn't really do anything. Like he got Gustafson for not much. I want to say I think it was like a third round pick. Yep, third round pick. But that didn't really do anything for them. He got Derek Forbert, which also didn't really do anything for them. Um, so yeah, he and then all he did was I guess he made one good move in getting rid of James Neal for Milan Lucic. Like that was a it wasn't a good move, but it was a, a move, like whatever, sideways move, I'll give it. But like other than that, they he didn't do anything, so he's a, he's a loser. <laughs> Anyone else? I think David Poy. Is down there this year. David Poyle? Is it Poyer or Poyle? Poyle. Poyle. I think it's Poyle, yeah. It's not French. Okay. Okay. Because 
He did. Yo, my, okay, fun, wait, fun story about David Poyle first. Okay. I regret it so much. So I was downtown Toronto one day in the summer, and I'm walking to I think Spin, like the the ping pong place. Mm-hmm. I walk by David Poyle, and I, I'm like, I, I'm like, I think I recognize this guy. And I look back, or no, I, I walk by him, and I look at him like, kind of with like that, you know, you like, you know, you know who that is. And he looked at me, and he smiled back. And I'm like, I smiled back, and then I'm like. <laughs> Oh my God, that was David Poyle. Literally three hours later was the Subban trade. And I'm like, oh. like, oh man, I could have picked his brain about that trade. Like Literally. three like three hours before it happened, I could have got a job with the Nashville Predators. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm sure that's what would have happened. <laughs> Anyways, that's my story about David Poyle as I saw him on the day of that Subban trade. So that was June 22nd. Wow. He did one good thing. He got Connor Ingram for a seventh round pick. That's pretty good. Yeah, but everything since, like, this was the trade to acquire Subban. By the way, not not trade him away. Oh, not trade him away, acquire him. So that was like yeah. three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So he's been so good for so long. He didn't do anything that moved the needle this year. I mean, he did all. acquire Duchenne. Like that's a pretty big move in itself. Yeah, you would think. Like he made know. he 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 signed he signed Ingram, okay fine, whatever, but then he also signed Roman Yosi this year. He got Roman fired a coach, didn't contract. they? Didn't they fire Laviolette? Yeah, they yeah. fired he fired a coach. And I didn't like his hire. Duchenne. I didn't like his hire for the new coach though. Uh yeah, John Hines. Hines? I'm not a huge fan of that move either. No, I didn't like that at all. Um, but he signed they've got such Harper. A, That's a I, huge move. <laughs> okay, Nashville has a, such a good potentially offensive team. Why the heck did they sign Hines? Yeah, that's a great question. We don't have an answer. To me, he gets an L for that. But I think like it's see, he made decent moves. Like he clearly made moves to make the team better. They just didn't work out. Like Duchenne didn't improve the team. Uh, All his trades were ass. Like didn't do anything. Well, he, he didn't, didn't really do make, any good trades. Big trades though. What about Florida's yeah, exactly. DM? Wasn't it Dave Talon? Oh, Dave Talon's an automatic L just because. So uh, we got our three L's right there over the, over the last like six years. Or I feel like Eric years. has different answers. Dave Talon is definitely there. I don't know about Poyle though. I feel like he just didn't do anything, which I guess but, could be which is an L. You just said he did a lot. I don't know what you're talking about. You just said he did a lot of things that didn't work. He didn't make many moves. Like if you look at his trade history, he got Ben Harper. That's not a that's not an actual move. That's like a roster change. Okay. Would you agree that Nashville win. underperformed? No. You you don't think Nashville underperformed? Yeah, not by much. No, Nash- Nashville kind of landed where you would have thought they would have landed based yes. off the beginning of the season. Because they didn't really like they added Duchenne, which was supposed to be nice, but Johansson's been ass like You never really took advantage. Of the time period Nashville had, yeah, I agree with that. He didn't make the most. He didn't make the yes. most of it. He didn't. He didn't exactly. add. But the, but again, this is like a this is such a hindsight thing where we're looking at it like years down the road. Yeah. Like, should have like. But even this year, like more, they should like, still have a chance. Yeah, I agree. But like Yosi was on a four million dollar deal. Ellis was Ellis was on like a three million dollar deal. Ekholm again was at on a a. Don't remember exactly what it was. It's let me check here. Fact check. Three point seven million dollar deal. Like he had three top pairing blue liners making literally like ten million dollars combined, and he couldn't take advantage of it and build a second line. Uh, because they had the first like they didn't have a first line center. Ryan Johansson hasn't been that, but they had a decent first line. Victor Arvidsson, Forsberg, and Johansson. That's an, that's a decent first line. If you can provide a two, a one B line for them, and he just didn't do that, but everyone was like, everyone was giving him like, oh, he should win GM of the Year awards like a couple years ago because he had all these guys on really cheap deals, and like everyone was kind of like, you know what I mean? Like he he was considered like the best GM in the league for so long, or like one of the best, but he never really took full advantage of what he had. Exactly. That's kind of why I'm saying because this is the 
year that it came to a head. Yeah. Where it was this an hour. Where they don't have much cap space. Like they're gonna, they're about to lose Grandland and Craig Smith, two very solid like top nine forwards for them, and and Craig Smith's arguably like one of their three or four best forwards to be honest, um, because they don't have that much up there. And then Pecorino is another year older. They have Saros coming in, and then Ekholm and Rose Yosi are gonna turn thirty one next year. Like they, they, their window to compete is kind of closing a little bit, and they don't have that much in the system to come up and help as well. Because mm-hmm. they've been competing, so yeah. you don't have much. They've been competing, but not competing well enough outside exactly. of like one. Well, you kind of got screwed by that Eli Tolvanen character. Well, that's just kind of un- I was kind of unlucky yes. on that part. Tolvanen was expected to be a lot better than what he was. Exactly. And then Tomasino's looking good, but. He's still not going to be ready for like two years, probably. Like Fabro is there, right? Fabro's there, he's but he to... was brutal this year. Like he wasn't good. So okay. like if he doesn't turn out well either, then they have a real problem because yeah. they need they need that fourth guy because they don't have a bottom pairing, dude. Like their bottom pairing is like Dan, Dan. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, Ham. No, Hamus. Hamus, yeah, Ham- or is that he what he was? I don't even know. No, he's still he's still on the roster. <laughs> like his contract's done this year. And then they have Holzer, Tenorti, and Yannick Weber and in their defense score. So after the top three guys of LS Yozi Ekholm, like they don't have a defense. And Fabro needs to be a guy that steps up and he just didn't step up this year. So like they have some major problems. But I have a hard time still. I still have a hard time saying he's one of the worst. I don't think I could have him bottom three. Okay, who who are your worst this year then? You I clearly have Buffalo, a three. Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, he I got fired. GM got fired though, so damn it, that's hard. <laughs> you can't help the new GM. He's only been there. Arizona, Calgary, and. Uh... True, it's hard. You know what? Florida. It's kind of hard to do it right now because so many GMs just got fired. Yeah, I, th- I think it's safe to say the new Buffalo GM is actually going to suck because apparently he's just like uh... I thought you were going to go so positive yeah, with that. Gonna like, I actually <laughs> thought you were going to do something nice with Buffalo. He might do a decent job. But he, but no, no. Apparently he's just like a mouthpiece. He's just a mouthpiece of the owners. Like a yes man. To the owners, well, I think that, and the I owners. Would say that's probably why every GM's failed. There is that the owners, yeah, the yeah. regulas but, but, or whatever. Regular, but this, yeah. but this guy's literally like up their butt, <laughs> <laughs> up their butt and around the corner. Hey, uh, so future lawyers, Martin's also a lawyer. Just sue him, okay? <laughs> so, so, but the thing is, like, I feel like Buffalo needed to go outside the organization here. Like, clearly, the entire of course has been like such a disaster, such a mess. And all they did was they got a guy who his experience, his staff history is literally, he was an assistant coach for the Sabres between 2011 and 2013 when they were awful. Then he was a senior vice president from 2019 to 2020 when they were awful. And then he was, he was literally just a senior vice president for them for nine months. And then they promoted him to general manager. So either when they were awful, so either he must have had like the best interview <laughs> ever where he shared all of his revolutionary ideas or he's up the owner's butt <laughs> and we're doing some interesting hand motions right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I can't say Buffalo because the guy got fired. Uh, it's kind of hard then because a lot of the GMs I would name kind of got fired. Shouldn't those be your worst GMs then? I mean, I Minnesota's Bill Garrett. Bill Garrett. Nah, he he joined halfway through the year. Give him some. Yeah, you, no, you can't. You can't. You can't give him. He, he, he joined last summer. Oh, he joined. He joined in September. Oh, August. Okay. August. Whatever. It was still pretty late. It was still, <laughs> one month off. Man, that's still pretty late. You miss the draft. You miss uh, free agency. agency. Miss most of the trading. I give. I cut him some slack for that. But but he's kind of trash. He actually did a decent job. He got I actually did, I on, a, on a two-year deal at $3 million, locked down Spurgeon, got Erickson Eck on a two-year deal. Got Oh, he got Kaprizov. He finally brought Kaprizov over from the KHL. 
Martin's having a rough podcasting session here. Martin always has a rough podcasting session. <laughs> my mom, mom just walked in. Opened my door. <laughs> she heard you talking about butt stuff, and she was like, "I need to go see what's going on." In there. She said, "What's up, his butt?" <laughs> what's up? <laughs> how I raised my child. Yeah. Uh, oh, Yo, we are a comedy crew. <laughs> oh, and he Man. also. Oh, I don't. I don't. I'm not actually. No, this was a decent trade he made. He uh, traded Jason, Jason Zucker for Kalen Addison first round and first round pick. I'm saying Billy Garen did not have a bad no, year. He didn't have a bad year. He's definitely not anywhere near the bottom. There's guys that had worse years for sure. Oh, didn't, you know what? Um, Doug Wilson, San Jose. That was a pretty rough year, but that they man, not all they also entirely just totally his fault. Yeah, not entirely his fault, but also kind of a lot his fault. Who's their coach? <laughs> oh, their coach is um. The the old Vegas oh no the old no uh, the old uh, Tampa coach no the old Florida coach the old Florida coach yes yes correct not yeah I forget he, it was, he was fired like last year yeah um yeah yeah because Doug Doug Wilson it's like not entirely his fault for what happened but it's a lot of his fault of what happened like the like but again especially how he set up the team. Yeah, it's how he set up the team. It's not like necessarily what he did this year screwed them up. It's what he did in previous years. Like the Carlson trade, he lost a top three pick. Um, which Okay, but like... What are the odds of that happening? Yeah. <laughs> he got Eric Carlson, which is great, but then he signed him to a gigantic deal and that, and it's not looking too, too great right now. Um, the Vlasic deal is atrocious. The worst contract in the NHL. Uh, Couture... Couture is making eight million dollars and he's already thirty one. Like that contract isn't going to be looking good. It almost isn't. I didn't know Couture was still that. I didn't. I didn't even know he was that old. Yeah, I. I actually like. If you get really like. I didn't know Pareko was twenty seven until today. I was like, I thought he was still like twenty five or something. Like. <laughs> I base I base my aging off like NHL players aging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like wow i was really young when that person started or something yeah like dude lafreniere is seven, eighteen. 18 yeah oh man you're you're old man dude, Martin, you're seven years older than him <laughs> how does that feel <laughs> not great who was who was drafted your your when you were going into university who was who was the first overall pick? Draft was our, our year when we went in. So Ekblad, uh, Reinhardt, title all those guys. Ekblad that was that like six years. Yeah, William Nylander. <laughs> the Willie year. The Willie. Year. Yes. Yep. Um, and there I was going to Laurier. <laughs> Fresh faced seventeen slash eighteen year olds. Oh yeah. Um, All right, so yeah, so are, are those our I think John Wilson has to be bottom three. He didn't address the goaltending situation. Martin Jones, disaster of a contract, making five point seven million dollars until 2023, 2024. Um, yeah, brutal. And then yeah, the backup goalie Aaron Dell, his contract's over, making one point nine. So I guess they can hopefully get in a cheap backup there that'll actually be end up becoming a starter because that's a, just a disaster. But the Vlasic contract's a mess. Couture contract doesn't look good. A, a decent KHL. The Evander, the Evander Kane contract, $7 million. He's 29. That's not going to be looking too good. Uh, Kevin LeBanc's about to get paid because he just he already took the $1 million deal. Where All right. We don't need to go through the entire team here, okay? We've we've established that Wilson did not have okay, a good so year. He's bottom three for me. So then it's so him. what's your what's your final bottom three? Okay, him, Chaika, and Tre- Tree Living. He oh, just I'll got a decent there. KHL goalie. Yeah, I, I yeah I remember that signing, but for now that doesn't count as this year, and therefore yes. he sucks. That's fair. <laughs> or that was a okay. good year for him. I'm going with Chaika. Even though he's fired. Wanna... Yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. we can keep him because he just got fired. Yeah, Just. I'll go with Chaika, and then I'll go with I'm gonna stick with Florida, and 
I'll go with Calgary too. I think. Well, Flo- Ta- Talon got fired too, right? So technically, I don't give a shit, man. Mm-hmm. So you can't get fired because you're bad. Being bad does not make you exempt for being on the worst GM list. <laughs> you just add social proof. Okay, that's a good point. So then I can add Buffalo's GM because he deserves to be there too. It's like, well, hey guys, you can only pick the bad GMs that haven't been fired. I'm like, if, if they're bad GMs and they have been fired, I feel like that should to be honest. There's still a ton of really bad GMs that are still on their NHL or in their NHL organizations. Listen, we'll make a bad owners list another time. Okay. Well, you know what? That would be an interesting one, but there's only like Melnick. It's Melnick Buffalo and freaking Vancouver. um, Isn't great. Uh, Vancouver's not great. Like those are the three. I don't even need to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, like those well, are you know, but you know why it's those three? Because those are the only three we know. <laughs> There's like, well, you shouldn't know about the owner. No, you shouldn't have to know about the owner. The goal is to never know who the owner is. Exactly. That's how you know. Unless he's like Robert Kraft, and he like takes an active role, but like it's yeah. So there's, there's, I think there's a difference between knowing the owners because they're infamous and knowing the owners because they're like entertaining. So like I know Mark Cuban because he's entertaining as yes. well, but he doesn't like interfere with the running of the team to an extent where he hampers them. So that's yeah. the, and then the owner where it's okay, it's entertaining, it's funny, whatever you do you. But then there's like the Pagula who interfere and just make it a shit show. The Sacramento Kings owners bad in the, in the nba I, i'm not too he's, familiar with the nba other than he's, he's infamous for being too involved is he? i'm listening yeah. to a good podcast about the nba it's really good thanks for letting us thank know. you thank you what's the name of the podcast you gonna plug <laughs> he it just, just, he just it's 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 about the the refing scandal uh, back in the 2000s yeah oh the gambling one yeah the Refing Gambling Scandal. It's uh, called Whistleblower. Clever name. Clever name. Wow, really good name. <laughs> Very good name. Yeah, because the ref also like whistleblows on the NBA. It's called. Uh, is it, yeah. Is that is that the connection? Never, <laughs> never would have got that connection. Thanks for saying Did he also blow a whistle on the floor? Is that so? It's a double. It's got a double entendre. It's got a double meaning. <laughs> good podcast. Would recommend. Um, okay, so I think we're done for today. I think we're done. I think we took yeah. up enough of our listeners' times this week. I think we did. We're gonna cut it to under man. There's probably enough to cut out out of this episode too. So we probably cut out almost all of it, to be honest. No, this is well. This is it's not as low as that one episode we did where we completely mailed it in. Yeah, that was. This I, is I, like a, We need to apologize for that episode. I feel. What episode was that? I don't know, but we that need was to like three. Oh, that was a Seattle expansion draft one. Right. It was we were just like, I don't know what was wrong with us, but I, mean, I was just like rough. low energy, tired, just not 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 in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we still apologize for that. That was a low we were not low bar. Yeah, no. we were not. We've we've had some peak performances here. Um, but with that, thank you everyone for tuning in to our best GM list and our worst GM list. Um, let us know what you think on Instagram. Please message Eric really mean things about why you disagree <laughs> with him and why That's you agree with me. Because, you know, the, the DMs are super funny. Um, I think a lot of you out there need Jesus. And um, <laughs> just, I don't, I don't know what it is, but y'all don't eat breakfast or know what love is. So please continue that. There's some angry people out there. There's some angry people. And and I want to know why you think the GMs we love are the ones you hate and the ones we hate are the ones you love because really there's no rational thought to it. Um, So we'd love to hear, we always love your irrational thoughts. Um, That's my spiel for, to close off this episode and uh, continue hating Eric. That's, that's the one message I want to leave everyone with every episode. I, I don't think we need to leave people with that message. They just do it. Already do it the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you much more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. 